When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Are we good to go, sir? We are. Okay. I'm just making sure. Sorry, folks. We just got ourselves a new... Well, it's a fancy mixing board, the Roadcaster Pro. We just got that new toy in and have been playing with it over the weekend. So I just wanted to make sure that White Boy Malcolm X over there had everything running correctly. Damn thing looks like a Star Trek control panel. But if you say we're good to go, sir, we are good to go. And this, of course, folks, is the Miller Frost podcast. I am your host, Miller Frost. Joined, as always, by my fake black friend, white boy Malcolm X. And we want to start off today's podcast by welcoming everyone from Castro. And no, folks, I'm not talking about Fidel, that pack of communists down there in Cuba. Castro is an app you can download and listen to podcasts. Listen to this podcast, and I guess other podcasts if you want to. But we did an ad campaign with them last week got ourselves, allegedly, supposedly, possibly, maybe, some new listeners to the podcast. So I wanted to start off today's show welcoming them to our little podcast. We also, before we jump into things, we've got another birthday greeting, folks. Kind of like kind of like what we did last week with Ricky Martin and Timothy Chalamet and his 12-year-old boy body. But this week, folks, we want to wish Greta Thunberg a happy 19th birthday. Yes, she is still, at least for another year, an hysterical, know-it-all brat of a teenager. Next year, she'll just be an hysterical, know-it-all 20-something. Not like she's going to change or anything. The media fascination with Greta Thunberg just, it floors me. How they made her into this eco-celebrity, all because, I don't know what she did. I think she was like skipping school or something, all in the name of the environment. She just wanted to play hooky, thought she'd virtue signal all at the same time. But her being granted this gravitas on the environment, they treat her like the Anthony Fauci of the environment. Anything and everything that comes out of that hysterical teenager's mouth, that's like, 
Well, I would say the gospel of the Lord, but most of those folks in the media, probably atheists. Of all the millions of hysterical, know-it-all teenagers out there, all saying the exact same thing on the environment, how this one, how this dimwit got put up on a pedestal, treating her like she's Socrates every time she opens her mouth, kind of like what Fox News does with Megan McCain, another blooming idiot. The two of them, neither knows what they're talking about. And I just wonder, what is she going to do when the media drop her, when they lose interest in what she has to say? They find themselves another useful idiot to run around yapping on, yap, 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 about the environment. What is she going to do when the limelight is gone? Not that I really care. So, Rita, happy 19th birthday. Enjoy it while it lasts, dear. So let's go ahead and jump into things, folks. And this first one is from the post-millennial. Breaking. Joy Reid to lose MSNBC show in the spring. And this was posted up on Twitter the other day. And it came via the president of New Cycle Media, John Nicosia. And he apparently has a source inside Comcast. And this source says that during the next round of reshuffling over there at MSNBC, they are going to kick Joy to the curb. Now, of course, we know what she's going to do. Start screaming racism, hoping to get a huge check from Comcast so she'll shut her mouth just a bit. And she's the one, white boy Malcolm X. She does not like members of our tribe, our lovable Star Wars bar of a tribe. She had that Reed report back in the, the mid to late 2000s. And she pulled crap like she accused Tom Cruise, Carl Rove, Chief Justice John Roberts' son, all of being gay. And that Tom Cruise thing, that him being gay, that's been around for, well, hell, it's probably been around for about two decades now, if not more. And Joy, lovable Joy, she also said that most straight people cringe at the sight of two men kissing. And if that wasn't bad enough, she also said that adult gay men tend to be attracted to very young post-pubescent types, which here on the Miller Frost Show, we call teacher bait. Teacher bait, teacher bait, teacher bait. Wah, 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 wah. Settle down out there, you high school teachers. What have I told you? There is no fresh teacher bait here on the Miller Frost Podcast. Never, ever, ever get a boy to do a man's job. Remember, ladies, more Sebastian Stan, less little Timmy with two chest hairs. So it's not just the the queens that like them young. We refer to them, folks, as chicken hawks, like those girls over at the Lincoln Project, cruising for cruising for young guys. So she's not totally wrong about that. But I like I said, it's not exclusive to the queens. High school teachers, same thing. And you can't tell me that straight guys don't eye up young ladies. You straight men know what I'm talking about. It's not my thing. Again, like I said, you never get a boy to do a man's job. But, you know, to each their own. So, Joy, 
You have fun on the unemployment line here soon. I'm sure that Comcast, not wanting to be called racist, will send you off on your merry way with a big fat check in hand. This next one, it may be triggering to all you virgin pajama boys out there, living in your parents' basement, eyeing up that sex doll in the corner, playing with yourselves, your Pokemon cards, your Playstations, masturbating to Marvel films, masturbating to DC Comics, masturbating to whatever the hell they're posting on Reddit this week, freaking out your parents, freaking out the neighbors. At least the ones who not only make Marvel's universe their universe, but who also make Starfleet's universe their universe. 50 crew members test positive for COVID on Star Trek Picard set. So it looks like, folks, 50 people over there on set at Star Trek Picard, they caught themselves the COVID, spreading around over there like wildfire. And what floored me about this article, folks, is that, now when I first saw that, I'm like, that's got to be most of the cast and crew. But in the article, it said that they've got over 450 people in the cast and crew to put that show together. And I just, I found that incredible. It takes over 450 people to put Star Trek Picard together as a show. Which, the first season, it wasn't too bad. I'm, I will watch the second season. Assuming they can get production back up, get everyone healed up from the COVID. And hopefully, Jean-Luc Picard over there, Patrick Stewart, hopefully he has not caught the COVID. And as a random aside, White Boy Malcolm X, did you know, and this may be triggering to Michael Urie and Billy Eichner out there, those bitter queens who want to kill off gay for pay, but did you know, White Boy Malcolm X, did you know that Patrick Stewart, he has done gay for pay? He has, at least once. He was in that movie, Jeffrey, some years back. For some reason, I think he did another gay for pay movie. I just can't think of it. If so, he could be another world-renowned gay-for-pay actor, just like world-renowned gay-for-pay actor Benedict Cumberbatch. But you folks over there on set at Star Trek Picard, Godspeed and a swift recovery. From Health.com, Betty White died of natural causes, but what exactly does that mean? Here's what experts say. Does anyone really need to have explained to them what dying of natural causes means. When I first saw this headline, folks, I thought they were kind of gaslighting us. Because I'm thinking, who the hell needs that explained to them? Certainly not anyone over the age of, say, 45. Everyone who's a Gen Xer out there, a boomer out there, all us old folks, I would say that all of us without fail, know exactly what dying of natural causes means. We got a little checklist, folks. We can be like, okay, not a heart attack, not cancer, not blunt force trauma, things like that. We can pretty much figure out your body just shuts down. Kids out there these days, though, and you know who you are, you millennial Gen Z kids, when they hear about someone dying, they have a completely different checklist. They don't think about heart attacks or cancer. 
They think about, well, did they die of systemic racism? Did they die of white supremacy? Did they die of climate change or homophobia? You know how all the good woke kids out there, how they think these days, or not think, at least intelligently, and this is how dumbed down they are as a generation, that they need explained to them what someone dying of natural causes means. Now, they can tell you about how your single-use plastic water bottle is killing the planet. They can tell you about all the seven or eight different gender identity choices out there. They can tell you about the seven or eight different sexual orientations out there. All the different super special pain-in-the-ass pronouns out there. But when Betty White dies of natural causes, they need that explained to them in a news article. And we're the idiots. Okay, boomer. This next one, folks, I will probably wind up skipping this. It's from a site called Bro Bible. I think that's for dopey straight guys. Oh, hey, bro. But here's the headline. OnlyFans model who went viral for licking toilet seat says she hooked up with Antonio Brown hours before meltdown. And Antonio Brown, for you non-football fans out there, he, well, I guess he used to play for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but last Sunday or so, he had a huge meltdown on, well, I guess it was off the field, had himself a, a fit, stormed off, and then I guess he hooked up with this stupid chick, and she's now kissing and telling. Her name is Ava Luis, and she, folks, is an OnlyFans performer, and she's also a model on Instagram. Her claim to fame, and I'm sure she is the pride and joy of her parents, her entire extended family, but Ava Luis's claim to fame is participating in one of these moronic online challenges, and the one she did involved licking an airline toilet seat. That's right, folks. This stupid chick licked a toilet seat and put that up online. I guess when they say anything for attention, they mean anything for attention. And I don't know what's worse. Doing that, licking an airline toilet seat, or hooking up with this blooming idiot football player, the one who threw a man-child fit, got himself thrown off that team. But Ava Luis, you wanted attention. We gave you some, so time to move on. Speaking of doing anything for attention, though, this next one is from Pink News. Those girls over at Pink News. Demi Lovato unveils stunning shaved head as they celebrate fresh start. So Demi Lovato, last Christmas, And I don't know how we missed this the first time, White Boy Malcolm X. But Demi Lovato, on Christmas Day, she posted up there on Instagram, another blooming idiot on that platform. She posted a picture of her with her head shaved. It's not quite a full reboot, but maybe she's gone, folks, from Demi 3.0 to Demi 3.1. And if you're new to the podcast and you're out there going, Miller, Miller. What's a Demi Lovato reboot? How is she Demi 3.0? Well, folks, since some of you out there are new to the podcast, 
I will, I'll take the time to walk you through that. Way back in the day, folks, Demi Lovato, she was just there. She was a heterosexual woman. That's Demi 1.0. Demi, Demi later, though, she came out as a pansexual. What is a pansexual? That's just a snooty bisexual. So she goes from Demi 1.0, heterosexual woman, to Demi 2.0, pansexual, snooty bisexual woman. Then, folks, that wasn't good enough for Demi. Demi wanted another reboot. So Demi, she came out as non-binary with they, them pronouns. So she went from Demi 2.0, pansexual, to Demi 3.0, non-binary, with super special pain-in-the-ass pronouns. And she's been Demi 3.0 for quite some time. A couple months ago, we had a story. She was thinking about going to Demi 4.0. What is Demi 4.0? She is now, folks, mulling over, coming out as transgender. Maybe that's what the shaved head is. She's going from Demi 3.0 to Demi 3.1 right before she reboots to Demi 4.0. And I'm still convinced because she's not getting enough attention. She's not feeling good enough about herself with the current reboots. I am fully convinced that she's going to do that, come out at some point as transgender. She'll probably do that for a little bit, but like every other reboot out there, just like all the other kids out there with their super special gender identity and super special pain-in-the-ass pronouns, That is not going to make her happy. That is not going to fulfill whatever emptiness is inside her. So I can easily see, folks, I can easily see after 4.0, her going, you know what? I think actually, at the end of the day, I'm really just a heterosexual woman. So she'll do Demi 5.0, and everything that she's been doing will come full circle. She'll wind up right where she started. And I know I give her a lot of grief. To me, it's just, it's fascinating to watch people, especially these younger generations. They're unhappy with themselves. They're unhappy with their lives. And they think that these reboots, and Demi, folks, she is one of millions doing this. But they do these reboots thinking that's going to fill that hole that's inside of them. And it won't. Now, I have no doubt, folks, that there are people out there who truly feel gender dysphoria. I have no doubt that there are people who are truly suffering because that is the situation. But what I see out there, given the numbers of kids these days who find themselves rebooting their gender identity, rebooting their sexual orientation, the sheer number of people doing this is statistically impossible. And I saw a report, and I can't remember the number, but it was out of the main public school system, and the sheer volume of kids up there in Maine who identify as members of our tribe, our lovable Star Wars bar of a tribe, is statistically impossible. It was like 15, 20%, something like that. And I know for a fact that all these reboots, for most of those people, it doesn't work to make them whole. And you can see this a lot of times 
with a transgender activist. When they first come out as trans, oh, I'm living my authentic self. I'm living my best life. But a lot of them, at the end of the day, they're completely miserable human beings, very insecure, with a really thin skin. And you look at how they treat people who disagree with them that say, you know what? A man cannot have a hoo-hoo. A woman cannot have a penis. If you say something like that, the name-calling that comes out of these people, you're a turf, you're a bigot, you're a transphobe, all sorts of fun names the woke folk can call you, and nobody says anything about it. You call them a tranny, though. Your life, if they have anything to do with it, is over. So, Demi, again, I hope this reboot works for you, dear. I really do. I hope your shaved head helps fix whatever ails you. I'm not quite sure you're on the right path just yet. But at the end of the day, I hope you, well, what do they say? Find your bliss. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. From page six, free woman Britney Spears posts nude Instagram photos. So last Thursday, folks, Britney Spears, free from the shackles of her parents, she went up onto Instagram and put a picture of herself naked. Well, not completely naked. She had on a white choker and matching knee-high socks. She covered one of her breasts with her arm, and the other one, the nipple was covered with a pink flower emoji, and her hoo-hoo That was covered with a heart emoji. And with that post, folks, of her being naked up there, mostly naked, using emojis to cover her hoo-hoo, she put this. Free woman energy has never felt better. Now, I'll just say this. I get why she hates her family. I really do. But I still don't know why she has to be so public about it. Why she goes on to social media platforms, trashing her parents every chance she gets. I guess it could be a little bit of Madonna syndrome. Oh, look at me, look at me. I'm still relevant. She probably thinks she's getting back at her parents, sticking it to them really good, trashing them publicly like this, getting the entire country, the entire world, talking about how Britney Spears is trashing them on social media. And it also could be, folks, that she's, well, she's definitely going off the deep end just a little. And she's already had one nervous breakdown. And what's happened before can certainly happen again. She's acting, to me anyway, 
like a kid who's had their curfew lifted, going really wild now that mom and dad don't have a curfew on her. And I'll just say this. She is 40 years old. She has two sons at home. And for, and for the sake of those kids, if only for the sake of those kids, I think, personally, she needs to stand down. Publicly, anyway. What is she role modeling to those kids? And not just with the naked pictures, having mom naked on Instagram, but the trashing of grandma and grandpa to the entire world. What good comes of that to those kids, dragging them through that sort of dysfunction? Mom naked on social media, trashing their grandparents. And Brittany, she's probably too young to remember this movie, but she needs to watch Mommy Dearest. And that had Faye Dunaway portraying Joan Crawford. Joan, she was kind of a nutty mother. Allegedly, supposedly, possibly, maybe. And one of her kids, folks, stuck it to her good writing that book. And I can easily see one of Britney's kids down the road doing something similar. Writing an expose about living with their nutty mother, going off the deep end on social media, acting out like a spoiled child at 40 years old. So, Brittany, again, I get why you're angry. But for God's sake, for the sake of your kids, you want to vent, keep it to yourself, your therapist, your boyfriend, whatever. Get off social media, at least as far as that's concerned. And I'm just going to skip this next one. Kim Kardashian unfollows Miley Cyrus on Instagram after Pete Davidson's special. What's the song? High school never ends. These three clowns carrying on. I just, I have no idea why so many women are all hot for Pete Davidson. Whatever big dick energy this guy has. White boy Malcolm X. I know you're into ginger, sir. And Pete Davidson, he's not a ginger. But do you get the big dick energy vibe off this guy? Do you feel the vibe that all these stupid celebrity chicks feel? Not in the least. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, me either. I have no idea why they're all after him. Why they all carry on like this publicly over this guy. But you know what? None of my damn business. Let's move on. From the New York Post, Ed Sheeran is peeved that a 2005 South Park episode effing ruined his life. And folks, Ed Sheeran there, speaking of gingers, he just didn't say effing. And the showing question that Ed here is complaining about is a 2005 South Park episode called Ginger Kids. That is where Cartman, he created a presentation that said that kids with ginger hair and pale skin are creepy creatures who suffer from gingivitis, which I know is triggering to white boy Malcolm X, who, let's face it, folks, he would bang Ronald McDonald if he could. That is how much white boy Malcolm X loves his gingers, except for Ed Sheeran, who failed the F. Mary Kill test. 
And what were those results again? You would bang Ronald McDonald, kill this one, and marry AJKJ Appa, right? That's what I thought. And we just talked about Ed Sheeran, what, a few weeks, months ago, something like that. There was a story out there. He said that he thought that he might have been a little gay when he was younger. And he figured that out because he likes theater, pop music, and Britney Spears. And I wonder, as a random aside, if Ed Sheeran here, he likes Britney's new naked pic up on Instagram with her hoo-hoo. But anyway, Ed there thought he might have been gay over those three things. Now, we know that Ed, he has been accused of plagiarism, that he plagiarizes other people's music, allegedly, supposedly, possibly, maybe. He has definitely been sued for that several times. No allegedly, supposedly, possibly, maybe about that. And with that story of him thinking he was gay when he was younger, I accused Ed of closet peekaboo plagiarism. We had those stories, folks, about Harry Styles wearing dresses, pissing Billy Porter off in the process, him doing that, AJKJ Appa, that strapping young stud of a ginger, him dressing up in drag, having an alter ego Fifi, those two, Harry Styles and AJKJ Appa, both playing a hearty game of closet peekaboo for attention, and Ed also wanting attention plagiarizing Closet Peekaboo to get it. But now, now Ed is claiming past trauma over a 2005 South Park episode. Dare I say, Ed is suffering from PTSD over it. Which, if you ask me, is kind of, sort of, maybe possibly, like Ricky Martin circa 2000 when Baba Wawa came banging on that closet door. And we discussed that on last week's podcast. Ricky Martin sat down with Baba Wawa for an interview. And Baba, she came knocking on that closet door. Ricky, though, he was so far back in the closet, folks, he was behind the shoes. So when Baba Wawa came knocking, he was like, Go away, go away, go away. There's nobody here. There's nobody here hiding behind the shoes. Baba Wawa, as we all know, She was not having that. She knocked again. Ricky, he got even more panicked. Go away, go away, go away. There's nobody here. There's nobody here hiding behind the shelves. Please go away. And to this day, folks, Ricky Martin, he is still suffering from PTSD over that interview with Baba Wawa 21 years ago. And Ed, he is also apparently still traumatized, possibly has PTSD, over a South Park episode from 2005. So the question I have is, is Ed Sheeran plagiarizing yet again? Not plagiarizing songs this time, not plagiarizing a hearty game of closet peekaboo, but is Ed Sheeran plagiarizing, having PTSD, being traumatized, just like Ricky Martin, so Ed can get more attention? Who knows, but we gave him some, so let's move on. 
This next one is for all you virgin pajama boys living in your parents' basement. Iron up that sex doll in the corner. Playing with yourselves, your Pokemon cards, your Playstations. Masturbating to Marvel films. Masturbating to DC Comics. Masturbating to whatever the hell they're posting on Reddit this week. Freaking out your parents, freaking out the neighbors. This one is for you, and it's from Looper. Why Black Widow's Age of Ultron costume makes no sense. And this is by Eamon Jacobs. E-A-M-M-O-N. God knows what the parents were like to name Eamon Eamon, but I can certainly imagine. And White Boy Malcolm X, as I suspected, sir, you look a bit puzzled. What is your thought? Well, yes, that is an old movie, sir. And for you non-virgin pajama boys out there, you folks who don't make the Marvel Universe your universe, Age of Ultron, that came out in 2015. It is now 2022. And this article, folks, that was posted on January 4th of this year. So, what, six, seven years after the fact, after that movie came out, this article about the Black Widow's costume is coming out. And I'm sure there's a feminist out there. Nobody's making commentary about how the men dress. Ladies, I get what you're saying. Now, I know that the business model for most freelance journalists these days, that is a bit loopy. They get paid about, I don't know, two, $300 to write articles for stupid websites like this, for Looper. And this one probably got paid a couple hundred bucks to write a 500-word article on a bad costume choice from six to seven years ago, some old movie. And I suspect, folks, and I don't know if it's true, but I suspect that this article was born of a joke. I can see Eamon going to an older editor probably a Gen Xer, maybe even a a boomer editor. Eamon goes to their editor, their older editor, and says, hey there, I'm thinking about writing an article about the Black Widow's costume in Age of Ultron. And the editor's like, Age of Ultron? Isn't that movie, like, really old? Oh, yeah, it came out like six years ago, but I still think that's an important topic. Editor's probably thinking, what the what? This blooming idiot wants to write that article? Okay, only costing me a couple hundred bucks. You know what, Eamon? I think, yeah, that is an amazing idea. You think so? Oh, yeah. Hell, you know what, Eamon? What? I think if you write an article about the Black Widow's Age of Ultron costume, I can easily see that as Pulitzer material. You think so? Oh, yeah. Eamon, you can totally win a Pulitzer if you write that article. Get to it. Oh, okay, right away. Just a theory out there, folks. But this is why we have an article about Black Widow's Age of Ultron costume six to seven years after the film came out because some Gen X boomer editor played a joke on Eamon Jacobs. And I know you virgin pajama boys You already know the answer to this. But to you normal folks out there, again, who don't make the Marvel Universe your universe, the answer to that question, why it made no sense, is that her outfit, it wasn't stealthy at all. 
kind of like my sarcasm when it comes to this sort of idiotic journalism. So let's move on. From Tau Road, those girls over at Tau Road, the last 100,000 estimated men convicted for same-sex contact under UK's maze of sodomy laws over the last 100 years can get pardons now. Bit late for some. Now that, folks, that is some good old-fashioned virtue signaling right there. Sodomy pardons for dead queens. And don't give me that look over there, white boy Malcolm X. I am not making fun of the queens. I have said this a thousand times before, but I am very libertarian when it comes to what consenting adults do with each other, do to each other, what have you. None of my business. I don't really care. But here's the kicker with that article. The pardon program is commonly referred to as Turing's Law after famed British mathematician Alan Turing. Turing, he was famous for breaking the German Enigma Code during World War II. But later, he was chemically castrated by the state as punishment for being a big old queen. And yes, white boy Malcolm X, since I see that look on your face, there was a movie about that, The Imitation Game. And Alan there, he was portrayed by world-renowned gay-for-pay actor Benedict Cumberbatch, which, as you folks know, is triggering to losers like Michael Urie and Billy Eichner, those two queens who want to destroy the gay-for-pay business model. So if you're in England, you've got a dead queen in the family, you're an old queen who might have gotten busted a couple decades back, want to purge your record, you now can get yourself a grand gay old pardon in the UK. And our last story, folks, is from The Advocate. Those girls over at The Advocate, Elvira says horny old men ditched her after she came out. Did you know, white boy Malcolm X, did you know, and I don't know how we missed this, but did you know that Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, her real name is Cassandra Peterson, by the way, folks, she came out as a member of our tribe, our lovable Star Wars Barva tribe, last September. Did you know that, sir? Yeah, I don't know how we missed that, but apparently she did. She is a lesbian, folks, and she has been with her partner for 19 years. And I'm sure there's a joke in there about the two of them meeting, finding a U-Haul, living life happily ever after. But I don't want to trigger members of the tribe. But you lesbians know what I'm talking about. And so when she came out, folks, I guess some of the, what she calls the horny old men, they got a little triggered about her being a lesbian, which to me seems weird. You folks know how straight guys are. They're always like, oh, I'd love to see two chicks kissing. But I guess to some of them, these horny old men, they were just not into that. And this is what she had to say. I knew that there were going to be some horny old men out there who were just not going to like the fact that they didn't have a chance with me anymore. And I hate to tell them that they didn't already have a chance of me anyway. People just said, Elvira, you lied to me. I don't respect you anymore. Goodbye. Now that's just silly. No, not her, white boy Malcolm X. These idiots. 
these horny old men butthurt that she's a lesbian. I am not criticizing Elvira, mistress of the dark, at all. I just think it's kind of silly. People kind of invest themselves in celebrities like this one and then get triggered because their fantasy life that they've created about this person, it just doesn't, at the end of the day, match to reality. And this is not the only case of that. You look at, like, Ellen is a good example of that. Ellen DeGeneres, another lesbian. But everyone, there was this image of Ellen as just being this super nice, really caring individual. And everyone loved Ellen because Ellen was Ellen, the happiest lesbian on God's green earth. What was the reality, though? Ellen, she ran herself a mean girls club, a bullying club over at her television show. Nice Ellen, the image of nice Ellen, that did not match reality. So people got butthurt. People got triggered about that. Ellen's show, done. And that's why I just don't get invested in any way, shape, or form with people I don't know, celebrities, what have you, that I have no idea who they really are. And I know that some people get a bit triggered when when people like Elvira don't share things like that, keep that a secret for so long. But I don't blame her for not telling people she was a lesbian, not talking about her partner, dragging her partner into the spotlight, because... You know, being in the public eye, she probably didn't want people all up in her business. And I don't blame her for that one bit. And I don't think, I don't think that would have hurt her career at all to have come out 19, 20 years ago. That was probably around the time of the renaissance of our tribe, when it was more edgy and cool to come out as, well, back in the day, it was just gay or lesbian, throwing a bisexual or two, what have you. But now it's like, oh, I'm a demisexual. Oh, I'm a pansexual. It's all these other kind of flavor of the month designations out there. But good for her at the end of the day. Elvira, mistress of the dark, welcome to our tribe. Our lovable Star Wars bar of a tribe. Have yourself a grand gay old time hanging out, you and your partner, as members of the tribe. Publicly, at least. So on that note, since I cannot top Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, coming roaring out of that closet, even if it pissed off all the horny old men out there who defiled themselves to her image, since I cannot top that, it is time to plug pull this podcast. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us on this Sunday edition of the Miller Frost Podcast. I am your host, Miller Frost, joined as always by my fake black friend, white boy Malcolm X. Have a great rest of your weekend, a good start to your week, and we will see you back here in a couple of days. In the meantime, take care.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.